My name is Beck. I'm the co-host of the Not Superwoman podcast, and I'm the great-granddaughter of Irish, American and Italian immigrants, and I'm grateful to call Australia home. I'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional owners of this land of which the podcast was recorded, and extend our respects to the elders past and present. I am in awe of their strength, of the world's oldest living culture, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to share this podcast on their land. Welcome to Recap and Ramble, and I've got a lot to ramble about this week. I know, we've had a lot on. Well, yeah, I feel like I'm a professional concert goer. I know, we've been groupies. It's been a funny time. But I feel like it was just, well, I want to say unfortunate, but fortunate that it just all fell on the same weekend. Yes. Well, yes, it was a combination of both. I did have you know, a bit of sleep anxiety. You know what was fortunate? What? Someone was sick. <laughs> And couldn't and couldn't go to Tay Tay. <laughs> so I don't know if you heard in our last recap and ramble, but I was going to Tay Tay and um, with pe- with people, and then Zoe was like, "Hopefully, ha ha ha, someone's sick and I can come." And then someone actually was sick. Fortune <laughs> has it. <laughs> well, their misfortune and Zoe's fortune, and it was genuinely a bloody great night. I know, my. Gosh, I actually ca- I marvelled over her because I'm like, how the hell does anyone have that stam- stamina? Three and a half hours, essentially straight. I reckon she had costume changes, two minutes of costume changes. I was absolutely just couldn't move when I got home. I know, and all we had done is stood and like danced, and On the she spot. had performed solidly for three point five hours in high heels. Yeah, after being in Japan doing concerts, flying back and going to the Super Bowl, partying in Vegas, then getting on a plane, flying to Australia. I mean, I am knackered after a school run. Oh, <laughs> and then when we saw that girl in the lift on the way out and she's like, do you want to come out with us? And I'm like, mate, it's 11 o'clock. I'm going home to bed. <laughs> I just remember being in the lift and we were both, she was so youthful and beautiful. She could have been our child. I know. And I was like, oh my God, I feel so It was just so funny when she said, why don't you girls come out with us? And I'm like, the fact you called me a girl is so nice. I know we were but very But no, touched. I'm not going to the bridge with you. <laughs> Ever. Bridge hotel. Ever. I know. She was going to the Bridge Hotel to um to uh get back at an ex boyfriend. Yeah, get back at an ex boyfriend. It was quite funny. It was we very amusing. Mm. We loved it. And then on night two, we backed it up with Matchbox Twenty. I know. And we and the, the funniest part was that we felt kind of like old and a bit frumpy and lame at Tay Tay because there was just so many beautiful teen girls just going in incredible outfits and sparkles and stuff. And I was like, geez, I really should have lifted my game. I was like, I never should have worn a long leather pant. (laughs) I was so hot. (laughs) And then we went to Matchbox 20 and Zoe and I felt so much more at ease because we were like, this is our crowd. Everyone is like basically... Over 35. Over 35, <laughs> even up to like 80. And um, Yeah, they were our people. <laughs> it was, yeah, God, that was fun. It was so fun. Yeah, uh, uh, Rob Thomas and Push, the Barbie song, Ken, the Ken song, sorry. Well, they do They do, do a lot of other songs. You know, I can't even, a lot of other songs. You know what I didn't love, and I'm just going to be brutally honest here, 
when they chuck a few random songs into a set list. Yes. And you're like, I've never heard that song. Do we need to hear the new stuff? I don't want the new stuff. I just want the old stuff. Well, I don't know. To, to be quite frank, I'm unaware of whether or not it was new or old. I mean, I, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I just knew push. I know that I'm basically a top ten girl. I know the top tens, and then anything that's not in that category, I kind of. And I made some nice friends with people in the aisle in front and behind. I had a silver. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) Best night ever. Um, But and the week before, we um, went to the gorgeous Georgie Coglin's Birmingham Farm Retreat. She's the Birmingham Farm, as you may have seen on our Instagram, has day retreats of all sorts of different options you can go to. For example, Lyle Stone was a keynote speaker or they had Bloom and doing flowers. Flowers, yeah. Yep. And then they had Kate Langbrook, who was a keynote speaker and talked about her it was an Italian festegamo. Festi- I'm still learning how to speak Italian. What the hell's that word? Festegamo. Um, <laughs> so I don't think that's actually how you say it. I was it, like, is like, that Mexican cross no, with Italian? <laughs> Stop. You're highlighting the fact that I'm still like terrible at my Italian classes. But it's like meant to be like a festive lunch. Yes. And, and why did we go to this festive lunch? Well, well. Apart from obviously loving Kate Langbrook and Georgie yes. and – Lunch food. Yes, of course. Italian. Well, for, yeah, layered. Um, love Georgie. Birmingham Farm Retreat is something we've been wanting to go to. And um, and Kate's book, which I absolutely love, Ciao Bella, Six Take Italy. I sound like I'm stalking her, but long story short, Tom and I have been aiming for a very long time to do a bit of a sabbatical and do time overseas. And um, so we're our goal since basically we got married. We got married very young. Never did the whole backpacking thing. Always wanted to go. So are you going to backpack? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. I'll, I'll give it a go. I want a grand adventure, but I wanted to go work and live overseas. But Tom had started a business, and he was like, "I can't leave right now." So our goal was we'll do it at some point in our lives. And now we've been aiming towards this for the last fifteen years. So we're going to do six months in Italy next year. Love an adventure. I know. I'm like still naive, have no idea what I'm doing. Don't know how I'm going to organise it You've booked in for classes. Well, yes, we're doing Italian classes. But clearly with my mispronunciation of Festigamo. Yes, we'll we'll get there. But you know what? Duolingo. Yes, I know. Duolingo, baby. I know. I need to add that into the mix. The tutor did tell me. Says me who's saying it like I'm bilingual. (laughs) I'm not. I thought the word bilingual meant you were bisexual. So <laughs> that's coming back from back in the day when we wanted to be, we wanted uh, to join to... Club Med. No. And one of the questions on it was, are you bilingual? And I'm like, that's a very personal question. I know. I remember <laughs> filling out the application with you and, um, God, we've been on so many random adventures, uh, adventures or, or failed ventures, I should say. This is about as, this podcast is as far as we've gotten. Oh, I was about to say a failed adventure. No, in our hair brain schemes. We were filling out the form and I remember you saying that and I was like, are you joking right now? No, sometimes I'm not a hungry. No. Often I'm not a hungry. No, rubbish. So I feel like we took so much from that lunch though. Like I love sitting beside people that I don't know as well. I just love getting to know people. Yeah, and the conversation was so good. And we had the most wonderful mixed array of like people sitting around us. We had a uh, shout out to Morag who was sitting across from us. She like 
lives half her life in on the Mornington Peninsula and then she had a farm and decided to upsell, like sell it off and she does six months in France a year. And I was oh, like, she was so inspiring. Yeah, her story was great. And again, how she took control of her life yeah. and reclaimed her narrative. Yes. Yeah. Like I loved that, that she was a teacher. She'd obviously had some stuff, like personal stuff kind of happen in her life and it was her 60th birthday Yes. Or 70th, 60th? I think it was 60th. And she's like, I want to do this, this and this and how she was going to make that happen. Yeah. And um, and that we spoke to her about the fact that um, for her it was uh, her mum didn't reach the age of 60. So she, want, she was spending this whole year doing events and commitments that meant something to her to celebrate the fact that she had reached an age that her mum didn't get to. Yeah, which was pretty – Amazing. Yeah. And then Kate, I mean, what a delight. She is so um, – I think she has such a great sense of humour, but she is also um, so unaffected and, yes. like, really values life and family and hard work. And um, I think particularly, like, she has it really in perspective. And she talks about the fact that because Lewis, her son, had survived leukaemia – and that, you know, life, her perspective is, I just want to go out and live. And that was the, I guess, seed for them charging towards Italy and doing this time in Italy as a family. And what's important to you? Because you never get that time back. You just want to spend time with the people that are important to you. Mm. And, you know, does other, do other things matter? Block out that outside noise. Like, that's what I think will be what I hope for you on that trip will just be this, like, amazing time with your family mm. and shaking up your dynamic. Mm. Well, because I guess, I mean, even though I, it's a totally different story and and certainly I couldn't imagine having my own child affected with an illness like that, but mum passing is what put it into perspective for me. I was just like I'm a little overly obsessed with trying to live life to the full and enjoy it with my children because I I just missed her from such a young age so it's been on my bucket list forever of something that I'm like I just actually want to go and have solid family time before my kids you know don't want to spend any time with me because they're teenagers or I had a flash forward of that at Taylor when they're all in their sequin minis on their phones and I'm like Whoa! Yes, I am no. not ready for this. No, that's that's definitely the that next Taylor stage. Swift song keeps playing in my song in my mind. You know when they're like, "Bam, bam!" Are you ready for it? I'm like, I'm not. I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. As I play that soundtrack non-stop, Charlie's like, "What is this?" Like, I I feel like I the I let the team down because I wasn't quite across folklore, but oh, that yeah. album, I was like, nah. We don't need that in that set list. <laughs> well, it's, it's everyone's, I guess, it's different, each to their own. You know what was great? I had a little rest then for that, for the 10 songs oh, yes. that played oh, in folklore. Dancing. I thought you meant in this moment of the podcast, sorry. Yes. So, yes, there is a whole, we're not hit that era yet where our kids are TikToking and doing, yeah. All of that. No, I'm definitely not ready for that. So we can all go over and do a sabbatical somewhere just to get away from it. I know. I'm trying to just keep them young while and like child. But it also stems from, I guess, your family history too. Like your grandparents have a bit of Italian in them. Yes. My Italian connection is we have (laughs) underworld connections um, and, you know, we're from kind of Carlton. So I'm like, yeah, (laughs) great. I um, know Pa 
Oh, yeah, gosh. I feel like that's a whole nother episode, but Pa basically um, was the love child of an Italian musician, Tommaso Ciabasi, and they, uh, yeah, he had like a whole half-siblings and stuff, but he wasn't really acknowledged by siblings and so on. But oh, so you could do a bit of a door knock when you're over there. Well, it's a bit of an Ancestry.com fascinating, like, unravelling of this. So I'll report back. I love Ancestry.com. Like, when we found out my husband, Charlie, is second cousins with my sister Charlotte's husband. Oh, that's Jazz. weird. Yeah. Who's also a Charlie, isn't he? Yeah. Oh. Haunting. Haunting. That is. <laughs> God, maybe we should all do Ancestry.com before we decide on our future partners. You know, we'll pop the link in our profile. <laughs> um, anyway, well, we've got lots coming up. We've got our next episode next week, Two Sisters Foundation, Ellie Rogers and Lisa Bardis, and they talk to us about their incredible efforts in trying to combat um, breast cancer and raise funds to uh, find a cure and their personal journey to date, um, which they have overcome the most enormous challenges that I feel like you could as a female. But they also do it with such energy and zest for life. Like Mm. they want to claim control of their lives and live it to the fullest. Mm. And just that healthy reminder, um, I guess, also with Lisa being a health coach outside of the the other things, the many things that she does, that, you know, you've got choices. And if you want to live a long and fulfilled life, like make the daily choices that assist in doing that. And that had a lasting impact on the both of us, I think. Who haven't drunk for the last month. (laughs) Yes, I know. Literally have not, well, maybe one sip, one, one drink, but not like... I've really tried to reel it in. <laughs> Zoe's putting up her fingers right now, guys, and put up four. <laughs> <laughs> I tried really hard. I'm still trying. And that's all you can do. Try. Try yes. hard. Correct. Well, can't wait to bring you this episode next week and ramble on. Ramble on, my friends. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Not Super Woman. You can find extra resources, links and information on our website, which is notsuper-woman.com. Is that a dash or a hyphen? A dash is a hyphen, Rash. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> um, and if you're enjoying what we're bringing, you can follow us on our socials and we're across all podcast platforms. So hit subscribe, guys. 